Why, thank you, John. Merry Christmas, everyone. Good to see you. My name's Pastor Rick. We're going to open the service right now. If you would, stand with me, and I'll read a little bit out of Matthew. Here's why we're all here. A little bit out of Matthew 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Let's stop there and pray. Heavenly Father, happy birthday. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for the hope that's in you. Lord, thank you for this great gift of salvation through your son, Lord, born this night. Father, we love you, and we just ask for you to fill this place as we sing praises, Lord, as we learn a little more about Jesus' birth. And all of God's kids agreed by saying, Amen. Turn around and say hello to one another. God bless you and Merry Christmas.
about Christmas. What animals are in the stable, guys? A donkey, horses, and maybe some puppies. Donkey, hens, whiskers. Cow poop. I don't, cow poop was there. <laughs> what gifts did the wise men bring for baby Jesus, guys? Maybe gold. Gold? 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 A type of perfume? Frankincense? 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 Yeah, what, air fresheners? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Hand warmers. What? Hand warmers. Hand warmers. They're probably really cold, huh? Yeah. They brought salt. Salt? <laughs> do, you think, do you think baby Jesus likes salt? No! <laughs> oh, they buy lemons? Yes. If they gave baby Jesus lemons. What kind of face would baby Jesus make? Um, yeah! A sour! Like a sour, sour face? Sour, what does sour, sour face look like? Mm. Show me. Oh, that's a good sour face. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Let's tell Jesus happy birthday! Happy birthday, Jesus!
Um, does anybody have jingle bells? Let me hear them. Let me hear them. Oh, I love it. Whose idea was that? I love it. Weren't they great? Another round for our kids' choir. Well, while they're making their exit, um, I want to point out there are, there are gift boxes, offering boxes around the sanctuary and in the lobby. If you're uh, watching online, you could use the online giving option. But let's pray for these gifts, and let's pray for these gifts right behind me. So join me in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of Jesus, Lord. Please, God, as we think of gifts, Lord, and opportunity to share, Lord, just increase your kingdom with them, Lord. Thank you for these kids, God. May your hand protect them, fill their minds with wisdom and their hearts with love, Lord, and their lives with your strength and encouragement. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name, amen. You guys are in for a treat. You, I'm telling you. Okay, we, I am going to say fastest guitar picker in the world riding a Harley Davidson. Oh, my goodness. Please welcome Dennis Agajanian.
I was 11 years old, I was sitting on the front porch. My mom said that uh, her relatives were gonna come and spend Christmas with us. And uh, we, we thought, okay. There was three of them. They had a dog that was real old. Snap at you and smelled a Cocker Spaniel. And uh, there was Marilyn and then her mom and dad. And they ended up staying two and a half months. So uh, my dad wrote this song. Well, you better give up on Christmas this year. You're having a chance with everyone here. Your relatives are coming to town. They're bringing their kids to add to your fun. Stay in 10 days and you thought it was one. Your relatives are coming to town. They'll monopolize your bathroom. They'll take your solitude. They'll eat you out of house and home and complain about your food. There's only one way. Save your Noel. Give them your home. Rent a motel. Your relatives are coming to town. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> you 
Just a happy bunch of shepherds on the hill Watching over their flocks The fire against the chill Then the sky opens up With a heavenly light Before them stood an angel With a message in the night Go thee down into the town There's a child you've really got to see be not afraid, but be excited. You're the first to be invited. Go thee down into the town. Once you see him, tell everyone you see. He's the one you're looking for. We're not waiting anymore. There's a shepherd born to show the way for you. there where heaven said that he'd be found and they knew that they were standing on the holiest of ground then they thanked the Lord who sent them to this wondrous sight shared with every one of them a message in the night go thee down into the town there's a child you've really got to see. Be not afraid, be excited. You're the first to be invited. Go thee down into the town. Once you've seen him, tell everyone you see. He's the one you've waited for. We're not waiting anymore. There's a shepherd born to show the way for you and me. Merry Christmas to you all. Love you. Thank you. Dennis Agajanian is an event in himself. <laughs> kind of quiet and shy. If you wouldn't mind standing for a moment, I want to read to you a scripture we're going to look at. It's from Matthew chapter 2, pretty familiar verses. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, 
For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. When Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Hmm. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed to their own country another way. Let's stop there and pray. Lord, we ask that you would send your spirit to teach us now that we might enjoy this story of you coming to save the earth. Speak to us now, we ask in Jesus' name, and all of God's children agreed by saying, Amen. Amen. You may be seated, please. Well, I found some treasures of uh, letters to Santa Claus. Dear Santa, my name is Ella, and I am nine. I have a question to ask you. What happens if you get sick on Christmas Eve? Would you have a backup Santa if that happened? Happy holidays. Only, I only celebrate Christmas. What a sales pitch. Dear Santa, you did not bring me anything good last year. You did not bring me anything good the year before. This is your last chance, Al. <laughs> Dear Santa, I don't think our baby brother should have any presents this year. <laughs> he is hurting us, and he said you are trash. So think about giving him presents. Me presents from a nice boy, Thomas. Good try, Tom. Last one. Santa. I am so sorry of what I did in the past, and thank you for the Christmas letter. I love it, but what I want for Christmas this year is $53 million. <laughs> I love you, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> okay, so sometimes on Christmas morning there are some disappointments when um, maybe you were expecting too many or too expensive gifts. Uh, the first Christmas, I think, might have been a little bit like that. I want you to think about the, the Magi, these three wise men. And as they came into the hilltops looking into Jerusalem and then over to Bethlehem, I think they were a little bit disappointed. They had traveled a thousand miles on a camel, on camels, maybe some horses, but when they got there, it was a little tiny village of less than 100 people. So you had been sent on a mission for the king of the country you live in, a very important one. You're to take gifts and go all the way across from Persia to Ron, all the way to Jerusalem, a 1,000 miles. And when you get there, you're expecting to see a palace but you find a little tiny communion. 
And when they actually got into the building, they were looking at the star and then at the stable, and I think maybe they were a little disappointed. They expected a mansion, but they found a manger. So life is like that. A lot of times we have disappointments in our life, and these three magi handle it in a way that might be helpful to us too. They are uh, many difficulties that people face. I have a list of them. History filled with discouraging circumstances. Albert Einstein's parents were really worried about him because he couldn't speak until he was four years old and didn't read until he was seven. So uh, Beethoven's music teacher said, Beethoven is a hopeless composer. Thomas Edison's teacher told his parents, Tom is stupid. He will never amount to anything. Walt Disney was fired from his first job at a newspaper because the editor said, Walt just doesn't have any new ideas. So we all have found in life that uh, stars often lead us to mangers when we were expecting mansions. Sometimes we look at other people's lives that get struck with something and they just seem to hold up better than others. These men are like that. They turn their stable into stepping stones for life. For one thing, the men we're looking for God. That makes them wise men. Wise men seek God, even in stables. In other words, if you're wise and looking for God, whatever difficulty you walk into, whatever job thing that you thought was going to be good didn't turn out, whatever school opportunity didn't make out, if you're looking for God in it, he'll show up. And all of a sudden, the stable becomes a mansion. Wise men seek God, even in stables. Verse 1, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in the days of Herod, these wise men came from the east. They had come probably a long time getting to just Bethlehem. So there's a lot of question about were they really at the stable at the same time that the shepherds were? In other words, it looks like it's going to be as long as two years after the stable is cleared out that Joseph and Mary are in a home. That's what it says when they came to find him. They found him in a home. So most of us have a scene maybe in the house or on the yard of uh, shepherds and angels and uh, all those. We may have to move the, the wise men to the back or something, give them a, a little more time. So um, the wise men looked like that according to uh, that tapestry, or that's the mosaic actually in Cologne, Germany. And uh, there's one just like it in Bethlehem in the church that's there. And we think it's legit because in 618, a group of 
Persians came to destroy all of Bethlehem, and when they saw that mosaic, they backed off because they said, those are Persian men. So these wise men are dressed, uh, it, it kind of bothers me they're in leotards, but, uh, <laughs> and the hats are really strange, but there you go. They came because they were king makers. We're told by a, a Greek historian Herodias that um, these wise men in the country Parthians, they were called, were actually there to crown a king. And so they came expecting to find the king of the Jews, and they weren't disappointed. Verse 2, where is he who had been born king of the Jews? Notice the first question in the New Testament. The first question is, where is he? Where is God? They're looking for Jesus. So, the first question God asks in the Old Testament is, where are you, Adam? God was looking for him. Jesus' status as Israel's king did not come later in his life. It came as he was born. Who has been born king of the Jews? We have seen his star in the east. Notice, while they were in the east, they saw the star. And we have come to worship him. They're pretty clear. They expect to find the king of kings and the lord of lords. And they're going to worship him, they said. They recognized that God was leading them. They were on a, a hunt to have an encounter with God. So when Herod heard this, verse 3, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him, Herod the great because he was a great builder, not because he was a great character. He was terrible. Um, in the, he had uh, his wife killed and uh, his children killed, so he was a man who had uh, a troubled mind. It says here he was troubled. Assassinated Miramine, mother-in-law, Alexandria. That's, a, won't make jokes about mother-in-laws there. <laughs> and his brothers. So, when he had gathered all the chief priests, verse 4, and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Messiah, the Christ, was to be born. They wanted to know. Well, what does Scripture say? So they ended up looking in Scripture. All these wise chief priests and scribes, verse 4, gathered together. Verse 5, and they said, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it was written by a prophet, Micah, Micah 5, 2, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, out of you shall come the Messiah, the one to rule from of old. It's interesting to me that the religious people in Jerusalem saw the star. They saw these men come. Now, they weren't just three men on three camels. They no doubt had an, a group of soldiers with them, guarding them to protect them. They were very important men. And they created quite a stir. But the people in Jerusalem that knew the scriptures never went four and a half miles down the road to Bethlehem. 
I don't know why it doesn't strike us. I, I, I was just flabbergasted the first time we went to Israel and we drove to Bethlehem. I thought we'd be a couple hours driving or something. It's, it's like Menton. Wow. <laughs> There's a comparison. I live in Menton. So <laughs> yeah. They, they went to Redlands and then they said, well, where is he? And he said, oh, you passed him. You need to go back to Menton. Start at the Circle K and ask for directions there. <laughs> Verse 6, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So hundreds of years before God predicted he would be born in Bethlehem and he would rule. Herod, verse 7, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. He was cunning. He wanted to establish how old the child was so he could destroy him. And he sent them back to Bethlehem, verse 8, go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Uh, there was a little hiss at the end of that of a snake talking. Herod's heart was filled with murder. And when he had, they, excuse me, verse 9, when they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. It moved and took them to the exact spot. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy because they recognized that it was, they were following God's direction. Now, wise men, even though they came to a disappointing place, Mentone with a stable, they, uh, they kept looking for God and they brought their best to God, verse 11. And when they had come into the house, house? When they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gold and frankincense and myrrh. Gold, an offering fit for a king. Gold indicates a monarch. Nothing more fitting for the king of kings than the gold that they brought for Jesus. It would be helpful to Joseph and Mary when they had to take the child to Egypt shortly after this to escape from Herod. Secondly, they brought frankincense, an offering fit for a priest. A priest, why so? Because frankincense was used by priests uh, in their sacrifices in the temple that were required to put frankincense in them. A priestly offering because the child was the king of kings but he would also be a priest. The word priest means a bridge that someone stands between a holy God and makes a way for us to come to him. We go over the bridge, and the bridge is Jesus Christ. Thirdly, myrrh, an offering fit for a prophet. Myrrh was used to embalm people in Israel. Uh, the wise men in their wisdom knew, knew something about Jesus that we didn't when we just read the beginning of the story. They knew that Jesus was born to die, that he was a living sacrifice 
that would in fact give his life for yours and mine and every person on the planet. And by that, Hebrews 10 says, 10.10, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Verse 12, then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed to their own country another way. Several years ago, I had an opportunity to speak to a group of, uh, of Iranian pastors in a strange place in the world, in Istanbul, Turkey. But they were great guys, all young pastors. Uh, oldest one was 37 or 38. And uh, they spoke perfect English, which was good because I don't speak any Farsi. But uh, I had great conversations with them about this story, about Persians coming and finding the baby Jesus and, and falling down and worshiping him and being the first Christians to give their hearts to the Lord. And I never really looked at it that way, that these Persian wise men were the first to worship Jesus, at least in, on planet Earth. And uh, they were quite proud of it, and they remain that way today. In fact, when you read in the paper about something happening in, uh, in Iran, please remember to pray for uh, 146 young pastors that uh, we spent some time together. So um, how is it? Uh, what can we learn from these wise men? Well, we learned that uh, we need a star that we can follow. And his name is Jesus. We need a savior that we can worship. And his name is Jesus. There was a man born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. He grew up in an obscure village. He worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30 years old. And then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never once held an office. He never owned a home. He never had a family. He never went to college. He never traveled, except in his infancy, more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. He never did one of the things that usually accompanies greatness. He had no credentials except himself. While he was still a young man, the tide of popular opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. One of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through a mockery of a trial. He was nailed upon a cross between two thieves. His executioners gambled for the only piece of property he had on earth, his seamless robe. And when he was dead, he was taken down from the cross and laid in a borrowed grave through the courtesy of a friend. Nineteen wide centuries have come and gone, more than twenty. And today, he is the centerpiece of the human race and the leader of all human progress. I am well within the mark when I say that all the armies that ever marched, all the navies that were ever built, all the parliaments that ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned, put together, have not affected the life of man upon this earth as powerfully as this one solitary personality. 
James 1.17 says, for us to remember tomorrow, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Okay, kids, come on up. And the band, too. There it is. So you guys all have your candles, yeah? Let's get those things lit, and then we are going to sing a song together. Just don't set the place on fire, okay?
Let me just give you a blessing from the Lord. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. And may your homes be filled with joy and peace tonight and tomorrow especially. God bless you. Merry Christmas.